Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Comfort Watch, the podcast where we talk about the movies and TV shows that we turn to time and time again for comfort. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my little... I don't, morphing into me, black shirts and gray sweatpants nugget, Chrissy. <laughs> Hootie who party people. I was like, just, I registered that you're wearing a black t-shirt, and I was like, mm, that's odd. I don't wear a lot of black, well, because look at already, there's dog hair all over it, and I haven't even, like, sat down on the surface that the dogs sit on, so oh. I don't wear a lot of black. Looks um, good. It's laundry day. <laughs> it's laundry day. <laughs> how are you, how has your week been? Oh... What what happened this week? It's fine. Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Did you, oh, you did something last weekend. I did. Uh, last weekend, Matt and I went to like a lunch date, which was very cute, um, at this restaurant called 20 here in St. Catharines. Don't know why I said where we live, but that's okay. This is St. Catharines. <laughs> Shout out if and, anyone um, wants to go. Then we went to this winery called 13th Street Winery. And like, it was really cute. It was so busy, though. Yeah. And, it's a busy place, that one. And... It was really nice. Like, I, I've been there before. I really liked it, but I've never been there in winter when they have the open bonfires. Oh, I didn't know they had that. And if you know me, you know I hate bonfire smoke. Yeah. So I still haven't watched, like, washed my hair extensions because they stink like smoke. Oh, no. But it was a nice time. Like, we had a really nice time, and it was our first date in eons. Yeah. So it was really cute. And then he just he was off and we just had like nice little family times during the week but that was about it mm-hmm. what'd you do what i actually went out a couple times so on 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 valentine's day jeff's like there's a new burger place in town and we went there and it's called super burger and fries <laughs> <laughs> and great seo yeah and it's uh like it was good it was fine it's just that like it's not valentine's Day. like we were literally there for 25 minutes sitting on like cold metal chairs mm. uh like ketchup bottles on the counter or, like on the tables type of place which like i'm not above at all but like that was i literally like wore a pink shirt a pink clip in my hair heart earrings heart rings oh. i have my nails done for valentine's day and the when we got there the girl was like oh my god i love your nails oh my god i love your shirt you're all decked out and i was like i love a theme we're going back and forth and jeff's just like and then turns away from me and goes i'll have a, a this burger with like double pat like he's like disgusted with me and i'm like this is a great valentine's day he doesn't he thinks i'm annoying and we're having burgers but um and then we went to farm boy and uh grocery shopped you did go to uh the theater oh yeah i keep saying it i want to say i saw spam a lot but i didn't see spam a lot i saw book of mormon which in my mind they're the same thing even though i have seen both um it was great oh my god book of mormon is like the craziest i kept thinking like i know it's the guys from south park but like it's broadway so they've toned it down it's the opposite (laughs) it is like i like it's wildly offensive but like it's fine i guess like most of it takes place in africa like for the first like five minutes i'm like whoa man they're employing every white boy in town like i can't believe this has been open for this long if it's only just white men and then all of a sudden they're in africa and like majority of the cast is black actually but i didn't know that i like wanted to go in blind but they all have like you know like fake african accents and are you know they're they're 
making them seem not the way you know they're, they're showing them in a way that's like offensive mm. but then the joke though is mostly on white people and like white people's religions but it's just offensive both ways so i guess in the end that's fine i don't know i just kept being like how does no one talk about how this is like so inappropriate this was play. nervous laughter a lot of it a lot of it a lot of it but then also things are like obviously intentionally funny and like they you know talk a lot about like how all of them are probably gay and you know not to think impure thoughts and then of course a lot of impure thoughts but i just thought it's broadway you know and then at one point like everyone has a like a giant dildo on and like they're what? fucking each other yeah it was just it's like i just can't believe that it's like you can see cats or phantom of the opera or wicked or that i loved it it was great didn't you say you were with a mother and her daughter like beforehand yes so this is that's what i was a little concerned about too they were going to the theater next door to see six which okay. then i had to look up what six was do you know what it is i do i've never heard of it but looking at the posters we were like what the hell is this but it's like the wives of what henry the eighth or something mm-hmm. and it's like a musical but like a pop star fembot like it's a so weird looking but yeah the, I, when she was like is this the right theater i was like no <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so because she's eight years old so it was it was a fun like adventure of of a day and that was like three days before valentine's day and then valentine's day we went out and then last night we went out uh again to a restaurant in town called wellington court and it was the guy who catered our wedding romantic and like the server asked us like have you guys been here before we're like we've only been here before to like go over our wedding menu we've never eaten here and so at the end of the night he goes and congratulations by the way and we're like for what and he's like your marriage and we're like it's been nine and a half years (laughs) he went oh you guys are really loyal i'm like well we've never been back so not really but and then he's like our social media is really bad i'm gonna pass you along to him and say that like maybe we could hire you and i was like sure Oh. So I was like, imagine I get a gig out of that. We did network. My dumb ass was like, how does he know you're loyal to each other? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you meant the restaurant. Oh, no. One idiot. I was like, yeah, nine and a half years. That's loyal. That's love. Yeah. He's really, he was just a, he was such an awkward dude. But the food was good and we had a gift card and it was a good time. But like, we've just, oh, we've gone out like so much this week, which is very unusual for uh, me. You went out today. And we did. Yeah. I want a crab. What did you do with Stacey on Friday? Oh, she just came over and we played board games. And she was like, oh my gosh, she's the funniest. She, our friend Stacy has four children. And so at one point we, we don't even eat like at our dining room table. Our dining room table is for puzzles and board games. And she's sitting on the couch eating and I made her like, I made a salad and all this stuff. And she's just like grinning ear to ear and she goes, I love this. I'm like, what? Just sitting on the couch eating. She's like, I never get to eat in silence. And like, no one's taking things off my plate. And there's salad. Like, she was just so happy. Aww. And I was like, yeah, my house is adult Disney World. Because it's like, there's no noise. <laughs> <That's> so funny. <laughs> and you don't have to do anything. Yeah, it was just nice to, you know, get, it was like a make-a-wish situation. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. yeah, wow, you are busy. I had a busy week. I had a busy week. I haven't. I mean, I've had busy week but like yeah just momming and life in and yeah that's about it really yeah it's cold as tits it is a long weekend here in canada it is family day yeah apparently i saw carrie dayton posted that it's a long weekend there too i think it's president's day yeah so it's it's been nice to have a long weekend and i took friday off so just to watch my son because he's still sick but like it's just been nice to have a long weekend even though nothing's really happening but 
I have some feedback from people. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Not to, wait. Is there any like? Is it positive? Uh, yeah, it's mixed. Oh really? Okay. Okay. Let's, yeah, do okay. Some, let's do some shout outs to the haters and the and the not haters. The haters and the liars and the dirty dirty cheats of the world. Well, that's actually <laughs> what it's it's kind of about. So what? Okay, so last week, if you weren't aware, this happened before the Super Bowl, so it was, like, not even peak Travis and Taylor on the field. Yeah. Laura, who's not a Swifty, said, in the nicest way possible, that was a lot of Taylor Swift talk. And I said, "Mm, yes, it was. And then Irma, who follows us, said, also, I loved the Taylor talk on the latest episode. (laughs) And I said, okay, because the reviews were mixed about that. So... Thank you, Irma, for validating our weird. We appreciate you. I'm just going to say And your taste. I love you, Laura, but you're the outlier. Like, she's cool and likes, like, not mainstream stuff. And she's not. I think the rest of the world is obsessed with Taylor Swift right now. I think so. I mean, I know Australia is. Oh, man, I've been watching all of those those videos coming out this week. And I'm kind of fatigued over uh, Travis a little bit. Like, now that band can go away for a few months. Yeah, um, I'm okay with that, too. It actually rolls into my recommendations. Oh, well, not really a recommendation. Yeah. But like last night, I finally watched the Kelsey documentary. Oh, yeah. I think you would like him IRL, but I think he's like really bro-y. Who? Jason or? Jason. Yeah. Travis is really bro-y. Like not my, like my vibe, not my vibe at yeah, all. No. Neither of them are. No. But I watched it yesterday while Max was napping and I was like, this is cute. Like I love his little family. I love that they don't live in like a super big house. No. They don't. If there was like baby shit all over the I know. place and it's their couch pillows were all ruffled. And yeah. I think that it's different now because they were just featured on something where it was like inside their house. And part of me was like, why? But I think it really showed that I am not cut out for wag culture no because man she was 38 weeks pregnant Mm -hmm. at the super bowl and like you still have to just take care of those like they're cute kids i think if it if it was my child who was in like who was playing sports adonna kelsey yeah but if it was my husband i'd be like no i'm not coming to that well i would go to it but i think the trick is don't be a baby mama for a wag. Like, don't mm-hmm. be, like, for an athlete. Like, just be the athlete's, like, girl who can just, like, be like yeah. Taylor and drink in the box. Yeah. Instead of having to worry about, like, little kids. Yeah. But it was cute. It was, like, what, just over an hour long on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. It was yeah. all right. It was yeah, cute. I liked it. It's not really one of my recs, but we can take a break and roll <laughs> back into the recs in a second. And we're back. Okay, so every week we let you guys know what we're listening to, watching, eating, just buying in general. That's bringing us comfort. And uh, you can go first. Okay, so I have another asterisk for that. Oh, no. <laughs> for what? The, the skincare products? Now you're back on. You're back in the game, baby. Yeah? No. Okay, so the last episode I said, <laughs> last episode I said, don't do it. Your skin will peel. And then you complimented me. Yeah. And in my sick, twisted mind, do you? I was like, do it again. <laughs> did it must again. peel. So I did it again, and I peeled tip to taint like all week long. Mm-hmm. And then like I just finally like I think I burned through a whole face like jar of face cream. And then I looked at it in the mirror, and I was like. It is going away. Wow. So I'm probably going to take a little bit of a break on it, Do on the glycolic it, yeah. acid, and then 
do it again <laughs> it's so fun like i just that's how like starved i am for like a compliment like you were just like wow your skin looks like good and i was like suffer yeah. suffer for beauty You're so funny yeah you can get those like lasered right like why don't you go do that Ma'am, I haven't even had a haircut in I know, but you're not opposed months. to, like, you know, I'm sure the guy who does the, the, the ones can do the others, you know? Oh, my Dr. Rosen. Yeah, he can. I just, like, I don't know. It's really hard for me to pull the trigger now on these, like, things for myself. So if it, if it was, like, taking a lighter to my face, like, mm-hmm. I, and some hairspray and just burning it right off, like, yeah, I'll do that instead. Like, then mm-hmm. invest in myself. But it's pretty much it. So Okay, so I'm last week on- when I wrote, and go easy on the skincare this week. I'm going to say you can go hard on it if it makes you feel good no go no go go easier on it don't be like me do as I say not as I do yeah that's what I said I just I just had to make a little note on the last one do you have anything to like recommend actually instead of uh tell people to not do yes I have to recommend this season of love is blind okay yeah I have burned through all six episodes I didn't watch last season because I just couldn't vibe with any of the people Mm -hmm. like from the first episode it's so it's such an easy watch. Yeah. Okay, and this is the one thing I like. Like, as opposed to Love Island or The Bachelor, these just look like real people. Yeah. Except there's one girl, her name's Natalie, and she's so, like, beautiful. And weirdly, the fact that she's had a really hard life is, like, comforting to me. I'm like, <laughs> oh, so the Lord doesn't give with both hands. <laughs> Like, she was talking about her heart. Like, all I knew was that she was 28 and had a kid at 18. And I was like, huh. And then she goes, like, and I was in foster care. And I was like, oh. And then she's like, and my dad killed himself. And um, she's like, he went to prison. And then he killed himself. And I was like, oh, it's okay. You deserve to be this beautiful then. Um, It's just so good. Because, like, everyone's roasting this one girl, Chelsea. Because on a date, the guy said, who do you think you look like? And she said, I don't think I look like this, but I've been told Megan Fox only because I have dark hair and light eyes and that's it. Yeah. And like everyone's making fun of her online and I feel really bad for uh, like an underdog. Yeah. And I want to be pretty. Like, I saw a picture of her. Yeah. Like I just I heard that his face lit up like I could be with someone who looks like Megan Fox and all the men will think that guy's with Megan Fox. This man looks like a background extra yeah. in a cop I was movie. Say, he looks like he has like the personality of a shoe. What's up with that guy? I don't know. His name's Jimmy. Yeah, it would there be. you go. And then he's just like he has a I guess a nice voice, which is what matters in yeah. this show. But I feel so bad that this girl's getting roasted online. All of these other couples, they're already falling apart. Like they've yeah. now met out of the pods and they are on their little honeymoon of the Dominican before they go back to real life and like they're all falling apart like it's a disaster yeah but i like when they bring in the other people that they didn't choose yeah because i believe this year like some infidelity happens like they hook up like multiples i think whoa so i'm really excited i can't recommend it enough love is blind (laughs) on netflix good for you my other recommendation if you okay so i've always said i don't like confident kids Mm -hmm. but there's one kid i like on tiktok that's confident mm-hmm. her name is ellie her mom is m clark 15 and much like the way that the dad in bluey makes makes my husband want to be a better father <laughs> she, her mother makes me want to be a better mom like have you started teaching max about rosa parks not yet i think he's a little young and we're, we're you still- want his first words to be i'm not moving <laughs> no we're still trying to work on 
Here's a fork. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, she's so cute. This girl's so clever and just so cute. And I just like, she's going to grow out of it one day. And I think they're going to like pull her from social media, like when she gets a little older. But uh-huh. for now, enjoy the ride. That's my, those are my two. Uh-huh. My recommendations. I'm going to come at this. Listen, this is a very, the thing I want to recommend is it's a very privileged thing to recommend. Oh, I'm scared. What but, is it? But. Running water? No. <laughs> but I'm going to say, especially from like chronic illness girly perspective, this has like changed my life. Hiring someone to clean your house for you. Oh. It still feels very weird to me. Like I'm not in a social status where like I could have a maid or something. But every two weeks now, a woman comes over and just... All of a sudden the dog hair is gone and the dust is gone and the floors are clean and like I still I still do my laundry, I still do my dishes, I still like maintain. I'm still a regular person, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Just like you. I'm just like everybody else. Liberties are just like us. And I also though, every two weeks it really encourages me. I want my house to be like organized spotless for them to get come here so like every blanket is folded every piece of laundry is put away and like i've become a better like person to my home but like someone who like some days getting out of bed is hard hiring a cleaning person is just like no i get it i think like i mean you don't even need to be a chronic girl like illness girl like, i know if but it's one thing off of your plate if you're a working mom or if you're like if you have physical limitations like it's definitely a game changer yeah and honestly like i'll i'll be transparent like it's like 130 bucks every two weeks canadian canadian and like which is like eight dollars american yeah that's true but that's like for me that's like an old navy order like i can just like not i can i can like i can make my life work to make that seem like it's more important to me than a lot of other things that's like one tank of gas for me like a hundred bucks is a tank of gas yeah like priority wise like i'd much rather cut back on something else and have this so like it is definitely a privilege to have but like i don't know man i can't it's like a whole part of my brain just got turned off like i'm not like stressed about anything in the house anymore and it feels so good also you'll fight with your partner less well that's what i was just thinking like to not have that guilt at the end of the day or of being like i really need to do this before i can let myself relax or to be like you never blah 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 yeah because yeah you can't be somebody's wife like sexy time friend and their maid <laughs> yeah like no but i just want to say like treat like treat like you obviously you treat them well yeah and like you talk about it respectfully because i know of some people who talk about people who do these like really like necessary services yeah with such i don't know they look down on it like no uh i have a like our i have a friend who's other friend who i don't like like i just i never liked this girl (laughs) and that's kind of rare for me to dislike somebody off the bat but the first one of the first conversations that we ever had was talking about like housekeepers and how you know they have somebody come in and they were just talking about it and she said i leave little stickers around the house oh and if they don't find all of them i know they didn't do their job (gasps) and i was like you're a piece of shit i haven't even like i don't even go around and look to see if there's anything that i've noticed like i'm just so grateful someone's doing it and if there's something that i'm like hey next time there's like a spot that i want done you can just say that but i haven't even 
Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't care. It's, I'm just so happy someone's doing it. Yeah, like, I just, like, I'm always mindful of the way, like, we talk about, like, these types of jobs because, like, they are necessary and they're small businesses that, you know, they're doing really hard work. And just the way that this girl one time talked about it, I was like, I'm never going to like you ever. No, that's terrible. And I never did. No. The way I see it is that, like, I have worked jobs of every pay scale and you know respect given to me and i could just i'm never i think like everyone's doing the job they're doing for a reason they either love it or circumstances and i always just respect everybody and like whatever she said she or her wage was go for it whatever time she says she's here i literally have cameras that i can see when people come and go i'm not checking to make sure that they're charging me the right i don't care no you say that that's what your service is worth i pay it i'm very like i'm just so grateful and then the other thing (laughs) that i'm loving this week is also an expensive thing but i bought a walking pad did we not talk about this last week i i talked about how i bought it but i hadn't used it yet because i needed uh running shoes i didn't own running shoes so i went to the puma outlet and i bought some pretty cheap running shoes (laughs) and i've been using it i used it like i think five times this week i set up my kindle as like a little stand the off my dresser and i've just reading and walking okay so i've never used a walking pad that's not like a treadmill that has like the barrier i guess what's that like i well i like it especially for like aesthetic purposes and like space purposes i just it says you can run in it i just wouldn't because there's literally nothing to like prevent you from falling i also have it set up right next to like along my dresser so like you put if i felt a little unsteady i could put my hand there i i'm not running worst case scenario i'll maybe i'll get a little bit hurt but no it feels fine it's it was just the the matter of like i i don't have a desk to stand at but i needed something to like prop something up on and i was like instead of making this like I have to do it while I work. I've it's now like a leisure thing. I get to read while I do it. And it's more motivation to do it than oh I, I'm gonna do it while I work. Cause I probably would just pick up my laptop and go sit somewhere else and work if I if that's the setup I had. Cause I am lazy. But I'm reading a book for book club right now. And you said you've read it, but I don't really like it. The vanishing half? Yeah. Why? I'm, I'm almost fifty percent in and I uh I don't is there a plot? Will it come out eventually? Like, uh, yeah, there's a plot. I haven't found it yet. It's two sisters. One one disappears and passes as white. Yeah, they haven't really got into that part yet. Okay, we'll keep reading. Okay, that's the plot. <laughs> so I'm saying fifty percent in, and it, it's 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 interesting, but like I'm. I have trouble with like movies and books where I'm like, where's the narrative structure of this? Like what I don't know where we would go and like if it's like the daughter's love story, it's fine. That's fine. But I don't think it is. And we're fifty percent in and I don't know what the book's about. Yeah. I see, I think this book so it's by Britt Bennett and she has another book called The Mothers. And more than the mothers, this book has more of a a structure like the mothers was one where i was reading it and i'm like this is a great book you're a great writer but yeah. i'm not really sure like what we're like where we're going or like when this is over yeah that's where that's why i feel about this book so like, it's crazy that you think this one's even this one i feel like how this book is not a movie yet yeah 
is amazing to me because I feel like it's going to be. I mean, there was just the movie passing. Yeah. But, like, I feel like this movie's or this book's going to be a movie. Maybe, soon. maybe that's like hindsight because you you finished it and now like all the pieces made sense. Mm-hmm. But like going right now, I'm halfway through and I'm like, I don't even know really who the main character is because it switches throughout right. it. But I also don't, which I enjoy. Yeah, but maybe in the end it all culminates into something that I'm like, oh, it all makes mm-hmm. sense. But if it was me, I would have done it from just the perspective of the daughter telling the story of the mom and her aunt instead of being like it's her mom's perspective and then it's the daughter's perspective and then is it going to go to the sister's perspective uh yes okay well see i don't have no idea what's happening but great <laughs> uh, book clubs uh in a week so i hopefully will be done it in a week and Peter I'll, Potter, like, let's I'll, get out of here. we'll see if i uh change my mind but so far i'm having a lot of trouble getting into it but the chapters are like 40 minutes long perfect amount of time to just walk 40 minutes yeah does that how your book is that what a kindle tells you yeah because okay, i was like reading doesn't go that way that's but. the kindle and i literally think one time i was reading and the next chapter said like 12 minutes and then halfway through all of a sudden it was like 30 minutes and i think it was like you read slow ma'am so we've adjusted there's like an like something that adjusts for my reading speed that's so funny and it honestly is fairly accurate like the treadmill time will say like 35 minutes when i'm finishing the chapter you know well i've been using my under the desk elliptical this week. oh yeah i don't know if you know no my legs, <laughs> my legs don't look i don't know if you can tell <laughs> i don't think that that anything's being worked out like i honestly think it was just like a sucker device the only reason why i bought this one is because it was endorsed by do you remember harley pasternak he was no. a celebrity trainer no he's bald and if you saw if you like read any magazines in the early 2000s you'd be like oh yeah he taught he like trained Halle Berry. Yeah. Or Jessica Alba. And so like he was like it was like Harley Pasternak approved. So I was like, how sold. is it? I just don't understand how it's working out if it's just your legs. With walking, your like core has to be engaged to hold you upright. If you're just sitting and moving your legs, are your I- legs just gonna get real fit and the rest of you nothing? I, honestly like i just think it's i think i've been taken for a ride a little bit <laughs> but i've turned up the resistance yeah and then i just like pedal like the other day i rode 17 miles on it yeah i don't feel i don't feel any different but <laughs> so many okay. sites that you saw i love you 17 miles i know oh I, I wanted to actually like look at how far like vancouver is and yeah. every day be like ooh, <gasps> you should do there's like the walk to mordor that you can do why don't you do that Ma'am, I'm an adult. Okay, if I'm walking anywhere, I'm and walking. You listen to the Shire. Yeah, soundtrack to, to sleep. Gosh, I'm not going there. Why the fuck would I walk there? I want to put that on. Actually, that'd be fun. I have to get something that like tracks my steps. Yeah, you like, gotta get like a Fitbit. I, yeah, I honestly like I like Apple Watches are great. I don't use half the shit on it though. No, and I'm I'm for me I'm against Apple Watches because like I need to not be that that fucking connected. I need to not have also my phone on my wrist. True, it's too much. And like with clients emailing me, I just can't do it. It's too stressful. Yeah, literally, I'd probably be able to see my heart rate go up every time I get a message. Yes, and I don't want to do it. So yeah, no walking and not cleaning your own house great what a vibe i feel like a whole new person i've also been gua shying every day okay uh which i've never done but i'm getting like such a severe fucking double chin well that's the fat though but like i'm like can i just gua sha off the fat <laughs> we'll see and then what else have i been doing every day oh i've been using retinol i'm like i'm a whole new person i love yeah i'm muriel you're terrible muriel i am terrible but i'm having such a good time and i'm reading like who am i 
I don't know. I don't make resolutions, but I stick to them. <laughs> Reading and walking? Bitch. I know. Mom's like, you're not going to fall over? I'm like, no, it's okay. Once I get this gua sha and this retinol, it's over for you. I should gua sha while I read on the treadmill. Don't do too much. <laughs> Careful. Don't do too much. Oh, and I've been double cleansing. I've like really changed. I've been spending a lot of time on myself recently. That's, I think that's like the goal in life. I usually don't. So, yeah, I've been spending a lot of time, like, just taking care of me. Take care of yourself for the both of us. Because I haven't. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, let's take a break, and we'll come back with the movie for this week. And we're back. Okay, so last week we said... Sure. I'm, I'm going to stop saying what we were doing next. Yeah, we. I think we're not going to tell you guys anymore, because we can't stick to it. We were going to do Garden State. And then what happened, Elizabeth? Did you tell anybody to, like, write that? The comment? No. Okay, because we got a, a review that just said... Why would I do Well, I don't know if you were like, <laughs> I want to watch Gordon State. <laughs> it's my favorite movie. Someone said, give us 27 dresses, and I was like... Yeah, we, we were left an ominous... Was it a review? Yeah, it was a review. Was it like fi- a five... Five stars. Five stars. Thank you for that. And then the review was just the fra- just the sentence, do 27 dresses. Give us oh, 27 give us 20. dresses. And, you know, it felt like a threat, and I buckled, so we're doing it asking you shall receive i've wanted to this this has been on like our schedule that we do not follow and do not update Mm -hmm. since the beginning it was just like when we get to it we get to it i'm happy we're here yeah i'm happy we're here too there are some other requests for movies so i'll (gasps) tell you offline and we can decide moving forward but yeah if you watch garden state sorry about it now we're watching 27 (laughs) you're welcome you're welcome it's a masterpiece and also we're just gonna abandon six degrees kevin bacon because we're getting we're women and we can make our up our own minds that's right it's our prerogative yes bobby brown and britney spears version Mm -hmm. okay so there aren't really that many facts about this movie so i decided to tell you a little bit about 27 dresses 2008 Catherine Heigl, James Marsden, Ed Burns, mm-hmm. Malin Ackerman. It's directed by Anne Fletcher, who did The Proposal. So, like, we got some rom-com, mm-hmm. like, good stuff here. Mm-hmm. And it's written by Aileen Brosh McKenna, who wrote Devil Wears Prada. Oh, yeah. So this makes sense. So we've got some goodies. So instead, I decided to set the scene of where we were in 2008. Oh. By taking a little trip back in time. There you go. You've How old were you? You were 20. I was 20 years old. I was 21. If it was mid-year, when did this movie come out? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking really pertinent, pertinent questions. January. Oh, so I was 19 and you were? 20. 20. Oh, gosh. Okay, so 2008. So this is obviously just the whole year of 2008. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Obama. 2008, I think, recession and Obama. Mm-hmm. Yes, we can. Movies at the box office. Number one, The Dark Knight. Okay. Iron Man. Indiana Jones and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which you said is the worst one. And I only saw it recently, and it was terrible. Hancock. Who's in that? Oh, isn't that... Will Smith and uh, the guy who's in the... I don't know. It's Will Smith. And yeah, it, I'm thinking Hitch. It's not it's Hitch. It's not Hitch, but Hancock... Oh my God, is that, am I thinking Hitch? Charlize Theron. But Will Smith? Yeah. Okay. Literally, I mean, good for it being number three at the... Or four at the box office. Don't, I had no idea Charlize Theron was in it. No clue. No, like, I'm looking at these things. I don't know where I was in 2008. 2008 is a year I always refer to when I talk about, like, capris or, like, wearing jeans with a long top or dress. Like, 2008 is, like, where style... That style lived. Um, we got Wally, Kung Fu Panda... 
twilight Mm. Oh, that was a moment. Yeah. Madagascar escaped to Africa. <laughs> Quantum of Solace, which is not a good James Bond no. movie. Dr. Seuss's Horton Hears a Who. Man, this is like such... Everyone was just going to the movies to have fun last year. Yeah, no Oscar. Who won the Oscar that year, 2008? I didn't look. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm going to say uh, Hurt Locker. It's going to be my guess. Daniel Day-Lewis won for... Is it... There Will Be Blood. That's right. Marion Cotillard won for La Vie en Rose. Yep. Javier for No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Who won that year? Did No Country win or did... I'm gonna guess it did. Great movie. Was it... I loved No Country. There Will Be Blood. Uh, it was. was. Best picture, yeah. Yeah. Diablo Cody winning original screenplay for, for Juno. Juno. Wow. I just saw her newest movie. I can talk about that too. I loved it. Oh, right. What's Lisa, her name? Lisa Frankenstein. Lisa Frankenstein. A great movie. It's just a good time. You know, you don't take it seriously. You know, if you take it seriously, you're not going to like it. But Cole Sprouse? <laughs> yeah, Laura didn't like it. I told her that you liked it. She said no. Really? Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was just like, it reminded me of like a movie from our childhood that like there wasn't anything extravagant about it, but it was just like, I thought it was cute and funny and playful. Okay, so 2008 music. <laughs> oh no Flowrider Low Was yeah. the number one song of the year Bleeding Love Leona Lewis mm-hmm. Where'd she uh, go? Where'd she go? I don't know Gone She's in America Viva La Vida Coldplay mm-hmm. I Kissed a Girl Katy Perry Oh wow That's how that's the beginning of Katy Perry's 2008 Disturbia Rihanna I never liked that song Pocket Full of Sunshine Natasha Benningfield Fucking love that song I'm Yours Jason Mraz Miley Cyrus See You Again the last time I freaked out, I just kept looking down. <laughs> I I love all Miley's eras. She's the best. I think Miley needs to be the next Super Bowl performer. Oh, that would be so good. I'd actually watch. It'd be great. Oh, Womanizer, Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. This was the the Britney Spears comeback. It's a good time. T- 2008 sounds... I mean, I know the economy was in shambles. Where were you in 2008? Because I know you love this movie. I guess at this point, I was in my first year of university after doing a victory lap of high school. So I was 19. And I was living with three girls who were in fourth year. So they were three years older than me and treated me like a little sister. And I remember my favorite things at the time were John and Kate Plus 8. Mm. Um, Sunny Delight and Dawson's Creek. And that's... How much has changed? Yeah, I spent a lot of time alone in my room drinking Sunny Delight and watching Dawson's Creek. And I used to call Johnny K Plus 8 my babies and I would tell the girls, tonight I get the TV because my babies are on. Mm -hmm. And so I would sit alone and watch my babies. (laughs) Lots of changes to that. Not a lot, a lot, but yeah. A lot for those kids. I didn't really, I didn't have any friends, really. Like, I had a hard time, and I was just, I had, uh, like, an hour bus ride every day. And every day, I would listen. You know that song that Timbaland is in the background going, yeah? What song is that? The... (laughs) Too late to apologize. I would just listen to that on the bus every day on my... And my uh, little blue uh, iPod Nano or Mini or whatever it was. Wait, how did you have an hour commute? Weren't you living on campus? No, I was living off campus. And uh, the neighborhood we lived in, the bus would come get us and then go all through the country and pick up all the other stragglers and then go all the way back to school. <laughs> <laughs> so I had an hour bus ride every day. And I remember just always leaning against the window and just listening to Too Late to Apologize and um, having no friends. 2008, it was great good time for me i had like a spiky like anime haircut 
Um, it was like kind of a mullet, side bangs, but then I would like spike it out. Just like horizontally? Yeah, and it was black. My hair was like blue black. Okay. Yeah, I was going through a lot. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then you saw this movie and were like, love it. I didn't see this movie at the time. I found this movie a couple years ago. Really? Yeah, I don't think I... I remember people always talking about it and me fa- feeling very like out of the loop about it because I just had never got around to it. And back then, like, I guess you could rent a movie, but there's kind of this time in life where like you weren't really going to Blockbuster anymore and there wasn't really streaming services. So if you didn't catch a movie when you caught it and it wasn't on TV, like... Sorry about it. Yeah. So once it came, I think, to Netflix, I was like, oh, I've heard about this movie. And I loved it. Wow. I thought this was like a tried and true... No. Like, first of all, I didn't even realize it was that long ago, 2008. I was thinking like 2013, yeah. 2012. Yeah. Well, you know, the renaissance of Katherine Heigl, like she was very popular for this short period of time from like 2004 to like not even 2010. And then poof, she was gone. So like it was in that little time capsule but i loved like knocked up is one of my favorite movies of all time and i loved Grey's anatomy so i was like a big heigl fan whoa how can you not be Ugh, she was the best 21 uh so oh, 20 turning 21 i think i had left university for my hiatus <laughs> um, we all take one honey yeah so i did my first year at university and then i was like mentally this ain't it i'm not here yeah so i took about two years off and i went to work in my aunt's salon Mm -hmm. just doing the front desk i was terrible i honestly i don't know why anyone employed me but don't you know how to wash hair the aveda way i do (laughs) and i can do a great scalp massage uh but i just like i think i was just out to lunch like i I don't know where i was like my hair was blonde for reference yeah i was going through some things you hadn't met me yet well we had but we were on our different sports until (laughs) life brought us back um and then uh what else was i doing still never had a boyfriend still never really been kissed really oh yeah like like we were just a child essentially in a 20 year old's body who just got her first car and was be bopping around in my little black ford focus did you did you do you think you saw this movie back then i must have but as i'm learning you know i've told you several times that i do little quizzes to see if i have early onset yeah you don't remember any of it well, no, I've, I I just don't remember going to see it. Like, I think yeah. there are some movies where you're like... Oh, yeah. I remember I, seeing, yeah. I, I just feel like this has always been there. Yeah. But then I rewatched it this week, and I was like, enjoyed it much more. Like, I yeah. thought I ever hated it. No. But I was enjoying it a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I think because Catherine Hagel is just so damn charming. Uh, in earlier episodes, we'd always talk about how, like, she, she could have played several roles that, like we would have swapped her in and it's because yeah she's great so charming i i know i just hate what happened for her in mm-hmm. hollywood and i know in the end like she seems happy living like in utah and she's still she's has a bit of like a resurgence right now she's everywhere all of a sudden oh, yeah. i th- i think after knocked up she made some comments about like the movie 
making women seem dumb or something or bitchy like Mm -hmm. the whole thing was that like it made it made her seem come off as terrible which like i didn't read it that way watching it because one she's supposed to be pregnant and like irritable and like i get it and the other is that the things that she was mad about i didn't think were unreasonable like he did (laughs) yeah it doesn't have a job and he didn't read the baby books and i'd probably be pretty mad at him too yeah i think there's a thing like when male writers like i think judd apatow does a good job with it now but like that movie is kind of formed for guys like it's not like a fully evolved female characters in there see i thought it made men look dumb me too like i actually but like i didn't see that movie and think like this makes women look terrible i loved how they even portrayed leslie mann in the movie and paul rudd because paul rudd is like so simple-minded and like and she has so many like anxious thoughts and you don't even see me and you don't even care and you know every day she does her hair differently and he doesn't notice and stuff like that and i thought it was like a much more realistic shot of how women and men actually behave and all the men were like bums either way she she made comments about it and people made it seem like she was ungrateful but i'm sure they're taken like out of context or something and then she also didn't she like pull her she wasn't even nominated for an emmy but she pulled her the ability to be because she said that the work she was given on Grey's anatomy wasn't even deserving of it and to be fair it wasn't no <laughs> yeah. so like which is like is her right but people just took it so bad and uh, it still happens in hollywood now but back then it was it was very much like a sexist thing of like this ungrateful yeah woman i don't think she deserved any of the blowback me either but like there is this thing like it's happening right now to that girl who's going to be in the new snow white and she was just in rachel ziegler uh, yeah in hunger games she's great in hunger games she you know just talks a little bit too much says things that are a little bit offhand yes and people are like I don't like that she's so chatty. I don't like that she has opinions. And it's like, why do these, why don't put them on pedestals? They're actors. They like, don't listen to their opinion then. And very young. Like Catherine Heigl, I think people forget was a, is a child star. So she's been working for a long time. One of my favorite movies she was in as a kid. Which one? Wish Upon a Star. Did you ever see that movie? I never saw that movie. Oh my God. I literally, I watched it recently. It's on Disney. I watched it like six months ago when I was sick or something. Oh my God. I've always loved that movie. When she was on Grey's Anatomy, I was like, Wish Upon a Star. I fucking love that movie. Was she on Roswell? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know if I ever saw her on that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I loved her when she was younger. But so she's been in it for a long time. Yeah. In this movie, she's 28 years old, like at the time of this movie. Oh, being yeah. Made. She's still so young. So young. Wow. Um, Let's set up. I mean, if you don't know the movie 27 Dresses. Yes. It's essentially about a girl who's always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Mm-hmm. Her sister is Malin Ackerman. Tess is kind of this flighty selfish PR girl, like Mm -hmm. party girl almost, who comes back to town and falls in love with the object of Catherine Heigl's affection, George, her boss. And they decide to have a very quick wedding. And then Catherine Heigl is basically like torn between supporting her sister and being in love with her boss. And then (laughs) in the meantime, there's James Marsden, who is a commitments writer. Yes. Who knew the commitments page was like when Melora Hardin says... All of the ad revenue from the paper comes from this section. Yeah. I was like, print is dead for this very reason. <laughs> we don't have, like, do is there a paper locally in any way that we know of that has, like, a commitment section? No, it was just, like, the... 
classifieds where they would do like the who's not, it wasn't even getting married it, it was, was like, like baby announcements yes and but stuff. i think like the the new york times wedding section is still very much that way I, yeah I've all, the only two references i have for her this movie and charlotte who had like the hitler mustache That's true. in her Baby, photo it's just your paper and my paper, paper. <laughs> that's the old i didn't even know they did that yeah it's um so then yeah james marsden plays this writer who is hired to write about tess and george's wedding but he says the other story the real story is Catherine heigl's 27 dresses dresses yes in the beginning of this movie it starts out where she goes to her first wedding when she's eight years old and she's like I've realized that weddings are where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Weird that they did not go wedding plan- planner route with this story. Like, yeah, I liked though that she didn't have like a a typical rom com movie job, right? Which I actually really appreciated because they could have they could have done something like that. It is weird that she actually didn't become a wedding planner. She yeah. loved it so much. It kind of it played into the fact that like. Like in The Holiday, she's treating herself like she's the friend of the main character. She's not the main character. So she doesn't have a main character job. She's an assistant. It seems like an okay job, but like she's not, it's not fancy in any way. She didn't even get her, like the job she's obviously destined to be have is being a wedding planner. But it's like she almost didn't believe in herself or something. Yeah, it's like, um, well, first of all, they showed us that she's not main character energy because they dyed her hair a weird shade of brown. What is up with that? I don't know. It's, But it looked different in every scene, too. Yes. Sometimes it was darker. When it was down, it looked lighter. Yes. I liked the style of it though she, I mean, like, she looks great she had like a lot of layers it looked good curled but yeah the the hair color was just i don't even know how you ask for that like what do you ask for like it's like pudding colored i don't know mouse mouse <laughs> it's it honestly looks like there was a garnier commercial remember mm-hmm. with sarah jessica parker yeah. in 2008 yeah. sex in the city movie yeah where she takes a box dye mm-hmm. and it was like this really like almost gingery brown yeah and nowadays it would have been either a wig yeah or i don't know why maybe they were trying to frump her up a little bit so this is a comment i had i wanted to say about this movie because there's a lot of things i absolutely love about it i feel like they did it a little bit but they i feel like they should have done a little bit more of a glow up in this movie she didn't start off like she's wearing okay clothes like she's dressed nice i liked her style for the time i actually kept thinking i'd actually wear that i'd actually wear that too not anything malin ackerman wore she tried do you see the amount of fucking capris in this movie are they even capris if they only go to the knee or is that like a Bermuda, a tight Bermuda. I have no idea. Three separate scenes. Malin Ackerman is rocking the same like black to the knee tight pants. They're not athleisure though. I don't know. I I honestly didn't even really look at Malin Ackerman. Like no. I, she has like a Cameron Diaz vibe about her, but yeah. like I like saw her in her little like little sh- shimmery dresses. Yeah, but I didn't really even pay attention to her. I, I just noticed the capris because they were so weird looking. It's not even of the time. Mm-hmm. They would be wider or more culotte or they'd be like skin tight and a little longer it just it was like a, i thought it was a weird character thing to do and if you go back and watch this movie just try and pay attention to her weird pants but i thought that in the end katherine angle was wearing like a black dress and her boss is finally like oh you you are hot oh yeah but she dresses nice the whole time and i kind of did want her to start off a little more like nia vardalis in my big fat greek wedding where she's like no one ever notices she even exists 
Which yeah. I think is more real. It is realistic, though. She's just like a regular girl. Yeah, she just, it seems as though she never takes time for herself. I mean, how can you when you're in like 27 weddings? Yes. Um, the thing with the character of Jane is there's kind of, I, I can't even tell if they, like, they don't spin it as she just wants a wedding, like which no. I think they very easily could have done. Yes. And I'm glad that they didn't do it. Yeah. It was more just like, I don't know how to say no. Yeah. Because, yeah. 27 like i'm sure there's somewhere a girl out there somewhere who's been in a wedding 27 times to me how can you have 27 close friends well if you notice too there's only one she only has one friend in the whole movie mm-hmm. so the other women aren't even like part of her actual life mm-hmm. which i th- i thought about the whole time that like that's kind of sad and the one friend she has she hasn't been in her wedding right she's not married so yeah i know she i don't know it's probably because she's so friendly and helpful and people just are like you're my friend yeah you're my friend and then like you'd be a great bridesmaid and they were right because she does everything for them and everything stems from and like a big chunk of this movie that explains a lot of the relationship dynamics and about her is that their mom died when they were young but her sister tess was like a lot younger so she basically raised her that plays into it a lot that she's always the person like holding it together doing things for everybody and why it's even harder that her little sister now wants to get with the person she's in love with yeah she's like i do everything for you there is this clear idea that um, jane has of the wedding she wants she wants the wedding like of her mom yeah they want she wants the dress the boathouse everything like that but i i think i really resonated with that idea of like i've gone to a lot of weddings yeah you go to a lot of weddings I do. You do. You were 27 dressing it. Not, you weren't a bridesmaid a lot, but I remember there was a couple summers. Nine. One summer, I picked you up from a wedding, and for six months, the gift you got, it was like plates were in my trunk rolling around. Yeah. For literally forever. And I was like, come get these motherfucking plates. And you're like, what am I going to do with like a serving platter? Yeah. And you're like, I live with my mom. I'm like, I don't fucking know, but you were all the time. And I would literally come get you from them because yeah. you'd, you'd be bored. And like one I got myself invited to so I could come with you and Matt. And I was like a third wheel with you and Matt. I used to, when I was single, say I, I would bring a plus one, mm-hmm. but I would fill out the name as Bradley Cooper yeah. or Ben Affleck. And then I'd be like, I was like, just put on... Ben Affleck for your wedding. Yeah. Put on Bradley Cooper for Bree's wedding. And I was like, I'll, I'll bring someone. Just yeah, you don't Ben worry. Affleck had a, had a table or had a seat at my wedding, but it, your mom sat at it. Yeah. Right. But yeah. I think I, I really resonated with this. Like in hindsight, I think I like I'm really grateful that I was invited. Like I'm so grateful that people like wanted me there at their big days. Mm hmm. Had I been a little bit more of a not a yes person in yeah. my 20s, I don't think I would have had this like wide net of friendships that weren't very close, mm-hmm. but like they've kind of dropped off as I've gotten older because yeah. I've been more choosy. Yeah. Like before, like I didn't have many friends uh, in high school. So I feel like when I got to be in my 20s, same way with dating, which is so unhealthy, I would just be like, oh my gosh yes like you want me there i'll be there yeah like, we can be i can't believe the amount of money you were spending yeah on like because you do the bridal shower too and like sometimes mm-hmm. a bachelorette and then you do the wedding and you always would get like dresses for to wear to them and i i remember being like trying to do the math one time and being like i could never it's a lot it is a lot it's a lot and i think like like i'm not saying that i would have changed anything about the way i behaved in my 20s but i feel like now being in my 30s and just kind of being a little more selective with like 
what people bring to my life. Like yeah. if, if I don't check in, are you checking in? Like, yeah. I think I was in a lot of friendships where it was like one way almost. Yeah. And I'm making that sound like selfish, but I just, I think it was just the way it was. Like everybody just kind of had this infinite amount of time that they could spend in t- on friendships. Yeah, um, absolutely. One of the things I wanted to ask you was, she was eight years old. Do you remember your first wedding? That I went to? Yes. I remember going to one. It's like a, but it's a bad memory. It's like Im- embedded in my mind as a, an embarrassing moment in my life. I don't remember whose wedding it was though. I remember exactly what I wore. It was, I, I was probably, I think it was like around Spice Girl time. So it was like 1996. Oh, you were young. Yeah. So I was like eight. Maybe a little bit before that. Um, I wore this dress that was like, it was like the top of it was like a t-shirt-ish white baby doll and the bottom was blue flowers. It was casual though. It's like a summer dress. And at the wedding, I also don't know who the baby was, but I there was a baby on the dance floor and I was on the dance floor and I kept picking up the baby because I was an eight-year-old or mm-hmm. a six-year-old who loved babies and kept picking up the baby and realized later that people kept laughing because every time I pick up the baby, my skirt would go with it. And I was just on the dance floor holding the giant baby with my undies out. Oh, no. And I did that all night and didn't realize until like late in the night. And then I sobbed. I was so upset. So I don't even know whose wedding that was. I feel like it was like my aunt's cousin or so. I don't know why we were there. But yeah, I, was, I think that was the first wedding. I ever went to and I didn't go to another one again until high school. My aunt got married in my other aunt's house and I wore a dress that I made to look like the um, Helena music video Get out. The girl in the casket with like the the ruching out the top and the like the red and I wore like red eyeliner and I, <laughs> uh, I was 15 and I got uh, drunk on punch um, and the only people there were like my parents and my cousins and <laughs> you She's at a funeral in that one yeah. in that music video. Yeah. Oh my I, god. Yeah, I was very emo. You're so funny. I was very, very, very such an emo kid. Oh my um, gosh. But that's it. What, what about you? My first wedding was Amanda Andrus's wedding. Oh, I wasn't invited to that. 2007. Me and Stacey were not talking at that time, or I would have oh. been invited. Yeah, uh, I. I kissed her boyfriend in high school (laughs) i was i yeah it was that was my first wedding i was 20 and i was just like never had been to one like nobody i really knew was getting married and then all of a sudden i just never stopped going to weddings yeah do you enjoy weddings no i hate them why i i like them in theory i'm just always bored at them oh but i like them in theory like i i always like get teary-eyed i like love i like the pretty it's just i'm happy until about seven o'clock and then i'm like i'm gonna go home Mm -hmm. i get bored yeah i'm not i'm you know i don't i don't drink i don't dance in front of people yeah (laughs) i'm a lone dancer i only dance like like nobody's watching when nobody's watching and um yeah i just i find them boring they're not my the best wedding i ever went to Jeff's friends got married at the Hard Rock Cafe. Oh my gosh, I remember this wedding. But the only thing about it, I loved it because like the Hard Rock is like so quirky and weird. And it was just like funny to me to be there. But it was like an all you can eat pizza and wings was the food. And before our table got called up, they ran out of wings. Oh my gosh. So we, after the wedding, a bunch of us like went out to dinner 
in Young and Dundas Square, which I thought was fun. That's a nightmare of running out of food at your own wedding. Yeah, we were like, whatever, we'll just go to there was oh like gosh. a Jack Astor's in Young and Dundas Square. We're just like, fuck it, we'll just go there after. But like, we had a good time. I actually did dance at that wedding. Wow. I haven't been to very many, honestly. I, I've only been to a few. I do love weddings. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think when I, I was thinking about asking you this, and my my knee-jerk reaction is like, no, I hate weddings. Yeah. But it's not true. I really enjoy the idea of just how important this day is for somebody. And yeah. I think having gone to so many fucking funerals, I'm just like, no, this is the good stuff. Yeah. I love, like, the excitement of you know when it's about to start and i love i i don't love a wedding speech i very rarely cry at a wedding speech yeah, sometimes no. i'm just like wrap it up like when they yeah. start when they're like when he was two mm-hmm. and then when he was three when he was four i'm like let's no. take this to the like, no yeah. i'm not interested but i i do love a wedding well, that's nice not enough to do two weddings in one night no I don't know. I think I'd be less bored if I had to worry about getting changed and going across town. I don't think she needed to go back that many times, though. No. I feel like she could have done twice. Like, she was at the one, went to the other for the cake cutting, went back, went back again, go home. I feel like she should have said, I can't be in two weddings I at know. one night. I, I know, know it's a movie, but in reality, like, this is when you say... I was thinking, I was like, was there no overlap in any guests of them being like, hey, how are you going to be in both weddings at the same time? I don't know. Maybe they thought they just got through that because one wedding was like a completely different ethnicity than the other. So they're like, they don't know each other. That's yeah. Some of the uh, the the stereotypes of the dresses for this for this movie, I just was like, oh god, two thousand eight. This could not happen now. Yeah, and one of them, I think it was, I think it was like the Chinese wedding. She like crouches in the photos to be the same height as them. There's some jokes that yeah did did not age well, but no. Honestly, on on a scale of like one to offensive, it's middling. It's it's yeah. It's not. There's been there's been other movies where like. The talk has been bad in it. Oh, yeah. At least this, it's like playful, offensive. We wouldn't do it now, but like no one got hurt. (laughs) We are introduced to Malcolm Doyle, Kevin Doyle. Kevin Doyle, Malcolm Doyle. What do you think of James Marsden as a romantic lead? He's all right. I don't... I. I don't know. I do have... I don't want to cut right to the end, but the whole movie, both of them talk about how their favorite point in any wedding is how the man looks at the woman... Like, the husband looks at the wife as she walks down the aisle. And they show him looking at her, and I didn't... I was like, he needed to give more. Yes! Oh, my God! Yeah, I was like, is he actually... I never at any point bought that he liked her even or loved her. I don't... I didn't... It just didn't... I didn't think they had chemistry, personally. Not sexual no i got a very good fred vibe yeah yeah they're like elaine and jerry good banter they're fun together but yeah i did not and then that the whole the like the pinnacle of the movie the whole point is that like we're gonna see his face as she walks down the aisle and he it didn't give subtle it didn't but it i could have cry something well up a little bit i just feel like so many people could have done it better i think james marsden he serves a purpose but he don't do it for me no he's not my style of man's i think he's like very attractive i get it he's fantastic in jury duty yeah hilarious oh yeah because it's more of like a comedic yes yeah i feel like he's one of those guys who he was a model when he was younger yeah that tracks and like i feel like to me he's aged 
much to be much more attractive than yeah. like everything was just kind of sharp like there's some sharp sharp jaw sharp cheap i honestly kept thinking he's very feminine to me in the face it's he's pretty he's pretty he's yeah pretty. compared to ed burns who i find much more attractive i don't like either of them i wasn't there was neither that i was like man find find a third no yeah no ed burns i like he's a boston boy well the reason i like ed burns is because he has two boston terriers and i know that because the doggist stopped him on the street and took photos of his boston terriers who were so cute and the comments were like that's ed burns dude and the the guy the doggist was like i had no fucking clue yeah and you can tell he's in new york but he's a boston accent but he's wearing sunglasses and like you know like a north face jacket so you can't tell it's him but when i went back and watched it again i was like oh my god it is him yes and i think any man who's walking his two tiny purebred puppies is a good man yes i think that is so cute he wasn't with a boy he was just by himself no he's his... still with christy turlington oh really they're still married that's nice that is nice being still married to your supermodel wife that is yeah we just suffer your life so hard um no i find ed burns much more attractive but george the character mm-hmm. nothing i find I mean, obviously, the uh, charity work that he does is very nice, but, like, I'm not going hiking. No, I don't fuck with vegans. I don't even recycle. No. It's yeah. not that I don't recycle. I don't know how to recycle. <laughs> I remember being in elementary school and them, like, le- taking us somewhere to, like, learn, and yeah. I was just, like, Bleh, over yeah. my head. You're like, it's a lot it. of work. <laughs> I'm the same way. I, they're, like, people are, like... You know, if a pizza box even has grease on it, it they won't. It technically is contaminated, and they won't recycle it. I'm like, what's the point? What am I gonna do with it, though? Wash the pizza box? No, I'm just gonna put it in there, and you guys figure it out. I don't. Yeah, I I can barely recycle. That's your job to figure out what's recyclable. My job is to put it in the bin and see see if it goes. I think, like collectively, I think if I trade off not going anywhere. Like with my carbon footprint and yeah. then recycling, I'm just like it all balances out oh, yeah. in the wash. Me and you like don't use any gas. We're we don't go anywhere. We're good. Don't go anywhere. Um, <laughs> I think it's interesting um, the Tess and Jane dynamic. Like mm-hmm. they really swung for the fences with a really bratty younger sister. Yeah, I don't know if Malin nails it at Jeff all literally times. goes they couldn't have hired a better actor for that and i was like okay you know i don't know i don't really i don't have i ever seen anything else other than like the watchman like what else is she in um there's a there i know there's a movie that was not that long like couples retreat or something i know she's in that but other than that like what's her claim to fame uh she was in heart heartbreak kid was 2007 so she like meets ben stiller and they get married and she seems like the perfect woman at first oh like she's just total smoke and Mm -hmm. then she's just kind of goes a little crazy Mm -hmm. that's what i think like i think she's good i just don't think i don't hate her at all times no and then i'm just like okay well she's just a shitty person and like why aren't you standing up for yourself i I also don't understand how she's lying to him in front of her sister and even saying like oh our family dog and like it's one thing to like lie to a guy to make him like you but you're doing it in front of the person who knows the truth mm-hmm. and i don't know why katherine heigl feels like she has to not be like no you don't right because like who are you protecting she's a piece of shit lying about it and he's the one being like i might want to date this girl call her out so one of the things that i definitely 
again, it's a movie, guys. Yeah. But this is just a jumping off point for this the subject. The whole thing is that Jane won't doesn't want George to know that she's in love with him. Yeah, and she doesn't want to tell her sister. She like I've never. I think when I was much younger, like in my teens, I didn't want anyone to know I had a crush on them. But as I got older, I was like, no, you're gonna know. Because, like, I wanted everyone to know if I liked them because I wanted something to happen. Like, yeah. I was never this kind of, like, it has to be a secret. I think we've talked about this before, yeah. I've, I don't think I've ever had this, like, obviously I've had unrequited love, of course. But not that they didn't know about. Right. I've definitely had people be like, no. When they, yeah. <laughs> but I've never, I've never, like, pined for someone and they were just oblivious to it. Right. No. I mean, maybe they were. I mean, maybe. I, no, maybe I, I thought it was obvious, but they didn't. I'm always. I've and like it's bad too because I've always like given this advice when people are like, "Should I even say this?" I'm always like, "Fuck yeah. around and find out." I'm a fuck around and find out kind of person. If I feel some way, I'll just say it. And if you don't like it, then I'm like, "Okay, then but I then can just move on." I'm also of the mindset of like, if you have to say it, they don't like you. Uh, sometimes i don't know i've learned that some some people are more insecure than you think and they are they're in the exact same boat of like they wouldn't like me anyway oh that's never happened to me oh they just didn't like me i like ugly people <laughs> well so <laughs> do i i don't know if they're ugly but no they're not. you like cute people they're not ugly they're just all it's like a little rainbow like they're all just like <laughs> varying degrees of good looks yeah and personality usually as the per- as the looks go up personality goes down yeah <laughs> that's true that's true but i just i thought it was funny how like tess and jane like tess has has never heard of jane talk about her boss or like they're just not sisters where it's ever come up yeah and then yeah why she's never said like i have a boss and he's so dreamy but also tess has never seen her apartment right i just think that she's been in europe they never really are those kinds of sisters but on the flip side of this movie yeah if we're like rewriting it from like a different perspective tess and george have an automatic attraction yeah it's a it's a rom-com movie yeah, at some point you gotta step back and be like, okay, I like I don't have a dog in this fight. Like, yeah, they clearly have something. Maybe it should have just been like a weekend romp. Yeah, I don't think I think she did a disservice to herself by lying about stuff because he might have just liked her anyway. Mm-hmm. Because you know we tend to like people and just hope they'll change. Right. So, but her putting like it it just kind of seemed like the selfishness were kind of like afterthoughts to this character a little bit like putting the little brother to work like that i didn't like that they didn't really point. follow through but then like obviously there's some stuff coming up uh one of the things about the way that james marsden pursues katherine heigl is through her filofax yeah I, like, you could never make this movie now because <laughs> like what's he gonna do like bring into her iphone yeah it's so funny i i like it though i love that he instantly becomes like obsessed with her mm-hmm. and through reading her stuff i also it's so invasive he like wrote his name on every saturday like over the things she had to do i was it's, like mad it's for creepy. her oh yeah it was creepy but so i want to talk about how this movie i actually think this movie the whole time i've been like this is the quintessential rom-com i think it does all of the elements and it has all the elements that i want the only thing that doesn't have is the glow up. I think that's like a crucial part. And also I don't fully believe them being in love, but the dresses montage. Perfect. Best, mon- one of the best montages of a movie. 
and you need that you need something that's like quirky fun shows really in a really fast-paced way them bonding you know like it's like a enemies to lovers situation and you need to see the point where like the guards come down and that scene is like perfect and then i love benny and the jets that scene is so good it is great there's i think there's an element that we haven't touched like we touched briefly on is that he's getting something from this yes like how to lose a guy in 10 days every yeah what's the other one we're talking about where i was like he knows the whole time and she doesn't know oh like the the, the, uh lake house the lake house and you've got mail it's kind of the same thing the guy knows the whole plot and the girl doesn't and that does i told you like that irks me i hate being pranked but when when there's a writer in a movie who has a goal to use someone as a story yeah like I do love that trope of I, like it's yeah it's used a lot because then we know that there's going to be that part where they're going to find out and everything that there is going to unravel and it's going to be trust building. It's like the plot to Runaway Bride. Yeah. Wow. They do I don't know. I'm just saying they use a lot of the rom-com things well. They do. They do implement it well. I just wish that they were more hot for each other. The I didn't know that the commitments writers, and I don't even know if they have to be, like, so involved in the weddings. I just thought someone, like, fills out a questionnaire and then someone just, like, is yeah, a poet. He's attending them? Yeah, that's a lot. Because, like, could and he he's just... wearing jeans and a re- This poor guy's ill-fitting shirt. Oh, yeah. And his little, like, schoolboy blazer. They didn't do a lot to also make him hot. Like... No. Yeah. There was uh, one part where... When he in the Benny and the Jets thing, where he's like coming down a hill later on with mm-hmm. a coffee, and Matt goes, "Is he a tall person?" And I said, <laughs> "I don't know why." And he goes, "Just the proportions of like the shoes to jean yeah. shirt, like it's just so messy." Yeah, he's they say five ten, which means a Hollywood five eight. Yeah, but Catherine Heigl's tall, and you could tell like body wise, she's like the same size as him yeah and i don't know i'm i'm someone who i like a large man i just wish there was a point in the movie where she looked at him and he was doing something that seemed sexy like he went to fix the car in the rain and then she was like i don't know but that's i I needed a little more sexiness i think uh well attitude wise i feel like his cynical I, I don't really like that. Yeah. Like, sure. Like, we can all be negative and, like, talk shit all we want. But when you're presenting that, like, the way he kind of nags her the whole time. Yeah. But I I did find when they go for the drink after she finds out that they're getting married. And, like, he's saying to her, like, can I borrow your drink? And she's, can I have some of your drink? And she says no. And he's teaching her about boundaries. Like, yeah. I thought that was a, a good, pretty good flirty moment. Yes. there, But it feels friendly. I think he's flirting and she doesn't know. She's just like, this guy's a bother. But that really does then play into the love line of this movie of just like him chasing her, her chasing him, him, the George chasing Tess. She never really considers him until the Benny and the Jets scene. Yes. I don't think she even notices he's there, but like her sights are somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I don't blame her. The thing that she falls in love with him about is he admits to like enjoying weddings or being more emotional than she thinks he is. But at no point does he like compliment her. Like he never goes and because you're beautiful or whatever. Like he never like. Doesn't he? 
No, she says it about no, him. No, no, no. She says, and sexy. They're trying on the dresses, and he goes, because they don't want a beautiful woman Oh, next yeah, to never them. mind. Yes, he does. And then and- she finds out that he's divorced. Yes. Because she, like, pegs on the thing, like, you hate weddings because someone, yeah. like, broke you. And he's like, yeah, like, that's exactly it. Yeah. So he is flattering, but there's almost, like which is good rom-com her sights are so firmly on george yeah she doesn't that they even, never she doesn't leave. even see him as an option where are they going when they go to benny and sing benny and the jets they're going upstate to look at linens or something mm. and george is supposed to go but he has to go for dinner and he's like i'll go it's no problem but that part that was one of the plot holes for me where it's like she could she could go alone it wasn't george or him he doesn't need to see the linens but doesn't the car broke down? Like, but she says, like, I'm it, taking my dad's, dad's car, old car. Yeah, no, she says, I'm taking my dad's Volvo. I can get you there and back really fast before dinner. Oh, and then James Martin goes, no, no, I'll just go with her. No one needed to actually go with I her. I know, but he wants to be around. Her. I know, but like, it's not. It, it, he's not a sub for George. Tess is a sub for George to go look at Lennon's. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to go. Why would he even go? What is the part where she says, where she's like, motherfucker to the... (laughs) What part is that? That's... (laughs) That's when he brings back... Her file facts. Her file facts. But is it because Tess and... George meet. Me? Oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. I thought that was a great rom-com part where she's like... Like, she's... I don't know what the fuck that building is. And then, yeah, it looks like she's outside on a balcony, but really to her left is a whole 50th anniversary party. Love it. That, I thought, I think she has, like, pretty good physical comedy and pretty good timing, too. The pancakes eating? The pancakes eating. She falls quite a bit. Several times. In this movie, which, no one, you know what? She didn't throw up after getting drunk, though. No. They're missing that that's the rom-com trope she needed to we throw up on his shoes the next morning or something or before they get it on because yes she always has her gray's anatomy like weird hair like kind of flipped mm-hmm. up like the the surgeon on the go hair yeah um yeah the uh, benny and the jets is a very tonally an odd choice for this movie they said that they wanted them to sing the wrong lyrics the whole time because yeah. they're just drunk and bonding yeah this bar probably would have killed them yeah when they start singing people look up and smile from the pool table yeah no i would be like if i was drunk in a place like that yeah i'd be on the news the next day yeah exactly i know but i like that it i i like that the people in the bar started are like got really into it because it i don't know it's very much I just think it's like a funny part of the story that like other people were enjoyed their enthusiasm and yes. it made them happy. But I liked I like this part because up until now, Catherine Heigl, though like obviously we like her, she doesn't seem like any fun. Why would you want to date her anyway? All she does is do shit for other people and clean her house and be miserable. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the part where like her, she shows who she really is and that she can have a good time. Yeah. And, like, I think it was needed. Oh, for sure. I think there's a... And we all know the fastest way to fall in love with someone is by getting drunk together. Yes. Uh, There is definitely that almost similar to Runaway Bride, the idea of, like, who are you if you're not... not, Instead of, like, with Julia Roberts being with men, it's who are you if you're not helping other people? Yeah. Like, she shapeshifts throughout this whole movie. 
but we're never really sure who Jane is until this moment when, like, <laughs> the flared bootcut jeans, mm-hmm. like, in this movie with the ballet flats. Yeah. Like, her whole wardrobe, I was and just baby like... the doll top. Oh, my God. The little sweaters. I... At the time, just like with Devil Wears Prada, I, I wanted to dress exactly like that. Like, I envied that. And she was a big boobied girl. She's a big... I was thinking she is a big booby girl, she's too. She's hot, man. Yeah. She's, she's body. She's, she, yeah, she's body, yaddy, yaddy. Yeah. And I loved... I liked... I actually liked a lot of her clothes in it. And even some of, like, the dresses, I was like, yeah, I'd probably wear that now. Nothing. No. Literally no? nothing. Until she wears the black dress at the end. Yeah. Her wedding dress is pretty timeless, to be honest. But speaking of dresses, I think the po- point in this movie that everyone just is like, Tess is a fucking monster. Yeah. Is when she... The scene. I, t- uh, I wanted to, like, I literally had the urge to fast forward it because I didn't want to watch it. Tess is given her mother's wedding dress from her dad. And she makes a big show of it. And I don't know why... That would have probably been the moment where I would have like lost all my composure and been like, what? no, I want that dress. Yeah. Or any- I don't know why. I know she's getting married before her sister, but why does she get the dress? I Like, it should have been saved for Jane, mm-hmm. not for Tess. And Tess literally earlier in the movie says, but that dress, polyester, and like, she hates her mom's dress. Yeah. Oh, God. That scene of her walking in there and her being like, I thought you were wearing mom's dress. And she's like, it is mom's dress. This little lace here. I don't know how she... I would have hit... I would have hit her. Especially because your sister's... Oh, I would have hit her. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to say, the dress she has made, beautiful dress. Much better. Like, gorgeous dress. Yeah. The um, solid dress. Much... It's gorgeous. Yeah. I have a friend who references that dress as like the wedding dress she wants yeah you gotta have tiny boobies she has no boobies you gotta have tiny tiny boobies there is no no place for boobies in that dress no but yeah very cute but i just without even asking her without even like that's the definite selfishness and then i can't believe someone would do i just think that's the most horrible thing that would be the moment where i would have lost all Mm-hmm. you know composure and probably like lit the store on fire oh yeah or cut off all her hair in her sleep or something oh like that. yeah oh i would um, come up with many especially things. because i think sisters the way sisters are and we are both little sisters mm-hmm. the kind of like restraint that jane has maybe because she does see it as herself as like a mother figure yeah she never lets herself get to the place where mm-hmm. sisters would be like what the fuck and then be fine the next minute of just saying I like him. Don't go for him. Like, yeah, she holds back this whole movie. I've never like screamed at anyone like I've screamed at myself. Like, I've never oh, even yeah. allowed someone to anger me to the point like I've been angered by my sister. Me and my sister would be literally like you'd have to pry us apart. We would be fighting. Exactly. It would be like she chased me around with a knife once. Like, it's yeah. that's the way it is. She my sister high kicked me in the face once because she can high kick. I can't. Because <laughs> she's a ballerina, so she kicked me in the face because she was mad at me. How old were you though? Mm, I think I was seventeen, eighteen. Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna be like, yeah, me and my sister would be still fighting at like nineteen, twenty. Oh, like, physically ab- fighting, absolutely. And we've like almost come to blows in our adult life, and I can't even imagine if she did that. Can I tell you a funny story about um, my mom's wedding dress? Yes. Okay, so. When we were little, my mom, for some fucking reason, I don't know, Deb, what's wrong with you? She let us 
play with her wedding dress. Like we would play dress up in it. I think you know the story. Do you know the story? <laughs> I think I've told it to you before. I don't think I've told it on here before. <laughs> you gonna recover? <laughs> I was thinking of like if I had my mom's wedding dress, but guess what? I don't because. <laughs> we- I'm crying. First of all, I'm going to preface this with my mom always brags about the fact that she got her dress in a fire sale. And what a fire sale is that the boutique actually burnt down, but the dresses that were saved were sold. And she said her dress was $100. Yes, it was 1980, but still $100 is a pretty good deal. And so I'm going to preface with that. Okay, this wasn't some heirloom piece, but she let us play in it. And so I guess me and my sister were probably playing, you know, Gone with the Wind or something. And somehow I woke up in the middle of the kitchen floor in the wedding dress covered in my own pee. (laughs) Had just pissed myself. I was too old to be wetting the bed, but I think I think I was still pretty young. I was maybe four or five, but I did was not someone who peed in my sleep at that age because like it was very strange that it happened. But I just remember my parents like laminate floor and like a puddle underneath me and me laying like starfish and i don't remember how i got like that so they were all like you fell asleep chrissy you idiot and then you peed yourself because you're a child and i remember being like even at that age being like clearly i hit my head and clearly i tripped wearing a grown woman's wedding dress and smacked my head and pissed myself but did i have a like i might have had a seizure but they were like you idiot they Why probably would... look at this moment all the time like some of your choices in life like when you wore the yeah helena funeral dress. yeah they're probably she did piss herself she did and she, hit her head she didn't take a nap on the kitchen floor in her mother's wedding dress and piss herself no one got it cleaned we threw it out <laughs> We threw it out. I pissed in it. Oh, my God. Wait. I say that like I, my wedding dress is stuffed in a ball somewhere. I never got it cleaned. No, I didn't get mine either. Mine's like dirty on the bottom. But and honestly, if I had a kid now and they wanted to play it, I wouldn't give a shit. But I just I, st- I still to this day think I had a seizure as a child that no one acknowledged it. Luckily, it didn't turn into some kind of disorder. Or maybe it did. When you go for maybe your doctor. headaches now. Yeah. When you go to your doctor's appointments, be like. I did slip and fall. Have you ever blacked out? Dress. Yeah, one time I did. I did black out. You're still on the floor. This is all just a fever dream. Oh my god. This is your. Uh, I slipped into another dimension. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in the wrong timeline ever since, and I'm somewhere. I'm still. <laughs> I'm still asleep on that kitchen floor wearing a wedding dress. <laughs> oh, what you told me? What you told me? I think. <laughs> I think I thought that you said you fell downstairs. No, or I was. I, I was the. I oh, this is. The, so I was at the, the my kitchen, my parents' kitchen. There's stairs at, like at the edge of it, and I was laying starfish at the top of the stairs, like in the kitchen still. But the stairs had puddles of pee on them <laughs> because that's how they discovered. Like, why are the stairs wet? And I literally remember laying on my back and like lifting my head up, going. <laughs> I don't know. And then they're like, why is the dress wet? And then it was determined that I fell asleep and peed. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. This is the start. You know who never would have peed in their mother's wedding dress? Catherine Heigl. No. Holy shit. (laughs) 
It's so funny to me. I don't know why. Just the visuals. Like I, for, even still, I picture you in a veil. Like I, I, I know, but I picture you like complete. My mom wore a hat to her wedding. She didn't oh have a veil. Oh god, I love the '80s hat. Yeah, and all of her bridesmaids had hats, and they're all peach colored. Ugh, I loved it. I feel like. Um, Maybe that's like the key to being married for a long time is like not giving a shit what happens to your wedding dress. Oh yeah, I don't. I I still have it, but I've honestly thought about donating it because what do I need it for? Mine was way too expensive. Oh yeah, yours was mine was only three hundred bucks. But yeah, a kid could piss in it all they want. <laughs> shit, you want to give Max? Max, Max, <laughs> Max, you want piss in my dress? <laughs> so I have an undiagnosed childhood seizure disorder, but whatever. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. No. Yeah. I see my I, neurologist. I'm like, my sister kicked me in the head. Yeah. <laughs> this is why. Well, there was this one time. Oh my God. No, I just think like when she. And also, if all that they were doing with that dress is just that one little piece and they bring like, back the scraps, yeah. I was like, was your mom like two feet tall? Yeah. I don't know why she just didn't ask her, like, I don't really like mom's dress. Is it okay if I don't wear it? I don't think she wanted to be the person in front of george to say i don't like my mom's dress yes but he's gonna notice but yeah. do you have you ever tried on your mom's wedding dress have you ever seen it no i don't even know where it is she said she kept it my mom always loves to tell me like how much she weighed on her mom's i was gonna say but all too. of her moms weighed 118 pounds, pounds. Yeah. So it's like 118 118 yeah. um so. i'm not that yeah uh no i don't and i feel like because they got divorced like i don't want to touch it like she offered me her uh wedding band years ago and mm-hmm. like looking back i liked it was like a cigarette band yeah a cigar band yeah cigar cigarette cigarette <laughs> my mom was just a cigarette mom <laughs> it just leaves a brown mark in between your two fingers that's a cigarette it smells like smokes <laughs> cigar band and i love the way those look but i was like i'm not wearing that bad juju yeah bad energy yeah, i just yeah, wear my grandmother's you. wedding band so oh, I was like, nice. yeah, this that's is cute. You didn't buy that? That's that's your grandmother's? Yeah, it's my grandmother's. That's nice. No, I my mom gave it to me and was like, do you want grandma's wedding band? And I said, yep. And then I told Matt, this is the only one I wanted. Oh, wow. Yeah, look at me. I don't even have a wedding band. Oh, yeah, you don't. I don't. I never got one. I just kept my engagement ring. I don't like that people, I know why you're not wearing yours, because it's like sharp around a baby but like i hate that people just take off their engagement ring after a while and only wear the band i know, I know. now it is trendy to like stack them but no my engagement ring's pretty that's my ring remember when you got your engagement ring you're like i know you don't like it and i'd be like it's not for me it i doesn't know. have to be for me i get compliments on it still all the time did so. you just have it cleaned I cleaned it myself. <laughs> it's, it's picking up the light. Yeah, I Googled how to clean it, and I cleaned it myself. It looks really good. it was looking pretty gross. I'm pretty sure there was still pie dough in it from when I had a bakery. It's, it's sparkling. Yeah. I love my ring. I, I do, too. It's very different. We should post a picture of it. Actually, I was going to post... I forgot. Like, we got engaged 10 years ago, like, a month ago, and I was going to, like, take a picture of the ring and be like... 10 years with my baby <laughs> but you did but you didn't get your ring till later yeah i didn't get my ring till like i think february or march but mm. still like 10 years since i'm not gonna be like <laughs> i guess maybe i could look on my memories on my instagram because i did post when i get it got it yeah but i still get compliments on it all the time i know it's not everyone's style but i actually still really like nobody it. ever compliments my ring and i think my ring is fucking stunning <laughs> I like your ring. I love my ring. I know. It's a nice ring. Ugh, rude. But people... 
I was really into Art Deco at the time, and you can tell. I was I really like into it. the Gatsby. I, I wanted like a Gatsby themed wedding. I just couldn't afford it. I'm glad you didn't because that's a played out theme. Uh, yeah, but at the time it seemed so cool. True. I wanted everything to be like black and gold, but instead I went for peach and mint. Peach and mint, blush and bashful. Blush peach and, and bashful. Um, so Kevin's story runs without his knowledge. Which is a very editor move. We don't need to run our shit like shit past you. No. But when we run things. But we never saw if it was anything bad. Like only we know bad stuff about Tess in the article. Yeah. But they, we actually don't know what's in the article. Yeah. The only thing that's like really sus is that he was obviously recording their conversations and taking photos of her without her knowledge yeah which i feel like in some states like we learned from the whole taylor swift thing that you only what sometimes some states one person can only have knowledge sometimes like both but just probably from an ethical standpoint i think new york is only like a one consent place well, I don't know. But she knew he was, she was, re- he was recording her. He didn't ask, but I feel like you have to ask. But he didn't uh, but the, say for what, though. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he said it was for his, her sister's article. Yeah. But what's also weird is the photo of, on the cover is like super zoomed in mm-hmm. photo of her. Not her in like the dresses. It's like a, of her face. Well, I also don't know how him writing a really good story is going to get him off of commitment yeah. and onto another team. Like, yeah. wouldn't it be, I wrote a really great story for news, and now I work on news? Like, yeah. Like, whatever. But it doesn't matter. Also, he admits that he really likes writing about weddings and that he sobs like a baby. And so why does he want... It's like, he's almost saying he wants off of it to, like, look cool at, among the guys at work. Well, I think there you've got to get like just a little bit of love fatigue. I'd be fatigued. Yeah. But he does seem to like it. He does. But yeah, I don't know why. So you're really good at the, your job you're doing, so we're going to give you a different one. Exactly. Yeah. That's how things work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Tess thinks that Jane did this on purpose and decides to punish her by saying, oh, "Make this slideshow about us and only go from like what I say." Yeah. And then Jane decides that she's had enough of it and decides to pull all the photos of Tess that just show like her for who she really is. Mm-hmm. And the what's her name? Judy Greer. Is yeah, that her name? I love her. She, great. She's a great. She's always a great like side character. We should do thirteen going on thirty sometime. Oh my god, soon <gasps> is coming. We have some requests to work through actually. Yeah, she has that moment where she says that like basically what she did feels wow like moral compass mm-hmm. all and like she was harsh with her she was but like, i think that's a good friend to be like yeah this she wasn't super harsh but the way she said was like this feels gross for you she was she is smiling while she's saying it but she said like yeah i would never do that like yeah. it was yeah it was good good friend in that way but i found that like almost uncomfortable but i think that Catherine Heigl like knew that it was bad Mm -hmm. so she wasn't like mad at her friend for calling her out but like fuck reality check real friends tell you the truth but then James Marsden was like I loved it that was like the first time you ever stood up for yourself and then that made me think red flag for him yes yeah red flag for him it's like the weird thing is is that she could have just let her sister shoot herself in the foot with this wedding like, oh, yeah. Just let her get married and have it just, like, run to the ground. Yeah, it wouldn't have went well anyway. But she doesn't do it 
the right like she just obviously it's a movie Mm -hmm. but like she just never stands up for herself or like has the balls to be like i love him Mm -hmm. he doesn't love you i'm not doing this for you you do it for yourself because like tess tess has already said she doesn't have a fucking job so why is like jane doing everything for her wedding Mm -hmm. and then so obviously they break up which i was kind of like why what are they breaking up for just that they realize that they're not yeah compatible yeah so if you were like the day before your wedding to matt and this whole time you thought he was a vegetarian but he's not would you be like now we're not gonna be happy anymore not when i've known them for three weeks yeah i think well maybe i think that it's the realization that oh my god i'm marrying someone i barely know why did i agree to that because i don't know anything about her Mm -hmm. but like yeah it's that's not really like breakup worthy stuff if you were actually Mm-hmm. had been together for a while and it turns out that like she's just doesn't like to hike and isn't a vegetarian yeah and it seems as though as later on in the movie when tess sees george again she's like it's like she kind of like puts down the facade of like kind of gold digging essentially what she yeah. did after of being like i have no money i live with three roommates yeah but again, it was just kind of lost in the weeds of just like hot people want to fuck at a party mm-hmm. and then they just decide to get married. And oh, by the way, she's an idiot and a monster. Yeah. But like, just let hot people be together. Do I hot th- people things. I think it's like be over here. It's kind of the same thing as Kimmy and like in uh, my best friend's wedding, except Kimmy is a good person. Yes. So it's like they almost have the same dynamic in that you're like. And the reason why in my best friend's wedding it works is because you're like, she shouldn't be mean to Kimmy and like, Kimmy doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. In this movie, you're like, yeah, fuck them, whatever. But like, yeah, just let hot people be hot. Yes. In my best friend's wedding, we don't really know why we're rooting for Julia. Yeah. And then in this movie, we know we're rooting for Jane because Jane is this kind one. Mm-hmm. But I guess, you know, introducing the fourth, the secondary love interest makes it morally balanced. That would probably be my only kind of criticism is like, I don't think we need Tess to be a monster. No. 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 Probably not. It'd probably be even more heartbreaking and gets her to an even worse place because her sister is actually a good person. Mm -hmm. And like, that's who he should maybe be with and that's why it should be even more painful because it wouldn't be that painful to see the man that you love fall for someone who is eventually going to reveal themselves to be a liar whereas like yeah if her sister was like this great person then there's so much harder there's a part where tess has this moment of just saying to to jane just be my sister and there's like kind of this emotional maturity that she has in that conversation i was like that's why i was like i can't keep up with you tess yeah do i hate you do yeah. I pity you as like just a child who grew up without a mother? Because mm-hmm. then you're spitting facts like this. And I'm just like, she does know what she's doing. Yeah. And then there's supposed to be that redemptive part in the end with her and George. Where I'm like, but you cut up your mom's wedding dress. Yeah. And you never said sorry. <laughs> so like, you know what I mean? Messy women all around. Yeah. One <laughs> um, test. I think the most nervous I got, I think this is very telling of like where I am as a person, is when Jane... Uh, What's her job? Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't... To do like, what? Yeah, I was like, do you have savings? Do you have a dream? You're in New York City, bitch. That apartment? It's huge. That's a big apartment. What is the rent on that apartment? I love... I love movie apartments. I do, too. This oh. one was nice and clean, at least. And it had a... Well, she's a clean person. Mm-hmm. I like the bedroom that has a door to the living room and, like, 
It had two doors on. I, I love multi entrances. It looks great. And she has a big closet. She has a big closet. When she throws out the dresses. Mm-hmm. Okay, so no, I wanted to ask you, how many weddings have you been in? Officially, one. Uh, my sister, I guess I was maid of honor, but there wasn't. Uh, I got to wear whatever I wanted. Yeah. She had two weddings, though, so I had to get two dresses. And then your wedding, I was like in the in the outskirts of a party but you didn't really have a party either and then yeah i think just stacy's wedding i was a bridesmaid and we all had to wear the same thing but i think that's the only wedding i've ever been in where i had to coordinate an outfit of any kind i've only been in two Mm -hmm. and your sisters my sisters and someone who i'm not really talking to right now yeah have i been in more than that no, I don't think so. That's the trick, folks. Be close, but not close enough. Not, not um, close. But wedding, like my sister was just like, wear whatever you want. Just make sure it's a black cocktail dress. Yeah. And then for the other wedding, we had to pick like this. She gave us a designer. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those designers where it's like 50 million different necklines and yes. stuff. And it's yeah. like $300. And yeah, I donated it after because I was like, I'm never going to keep no. this. Your dress wasn't terrible for Stacey's wedding. I only donated it recently. It's like I would, I never wore it again. It was not my style really, but it, I just spent so much on it Mm -hmm. that I felt, I was like, how do you just get rid of it? Yeah. I kept mine for two years and then I was like, I'm never going to wear it. I kept it for a decade. I literally just got rid of it last summer. Maybe it was coral colored. It was coral colored. I actually picked that dress because every other person was skinny and small boobied. And when we went to go look at dresses, they were all pulling, like, uh, you know, different necklines that, like, I couldn't do and stuff like that. And then I put on that that dress and they were all like, oh, that's really cute. And I was like, and it comes in a big enough size for me and it fits my boobs. We're getting this one. So I actually picked Stacey's wedding dress. It was also supposed to be when we went in, it was going to be clover green. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, isn't this a better wedding color? this nice soft coral more things will go with it and then yeah i pretty much just changed her mind <laughs> i remember my dress was purple at that wedding and it was not a friend a summer fa- like friendly fabric yeah and i was sweating down my legs it was so fucking hot it was hot and then that venue burned down <gasps> it did it burned down like last year or the year before right yeah we were all sweating up there it was like early june i don't think anyone expected it to be that hot but i'm glad that i chose a short strapless dress. you're not gonna be you don't expect to be hot in june in early june no i think honestly like as somebody who sweats from their face mm-hmm. the only acceptable months were like october november february march april to get married and then even in, in april you're moving into too much like yeah i got married rain. in a heat wave too it was brutal so hot um yeah no like i didn't want bridesmaids because I'm in my 30s yeah <laughs> the jig is up i think honestly i've always thought no offense to anyone who did this i always thought bridesmaids were such a weird concept that like even though i'd only been one once and like i love stacy dearly and like we were a lot younger too so Yes, it seems like a young thing. It does seem like a young thing, but the burden on me as a bridesmaid felt, especially as a student at the time, Mm. financially, time-wise, we even got in like a fight during it because for her bachelorette, they booked strip or like uh, pole dancing Mm -hmm. lessons and it was like 200 bucks. And I was like, I won 
don't feel comfortable learning how to pole dance again i was like the biggest girl in the group and then i was like i can't afford it and then they also got a stripper that i also had to pay for oh i was there yeah oh yeah you were there for the stripper and i so the when they were planning the bachelorette i said i'm not coming to the pole dancing i'm not paying for it i think i didn't want them to know why i was uncomfortable so i was just kind of like that's fucking dumb so me and stacy got in a fight about it but then when I cried and said to her, like, I really don't feel comfortable, like, doing that in front of people, she was, she understood. But, like, I I spent the last of my student loan on that wedding, on that dress, and I really wasn't in a place to do it. And I never wanted to put anyone in that position. But then everyone was like, but I get to say a speech, right? Because of, like, everyone assumed they were my maid of honor. I just didn't have one. Mm. I just didn't have one. I think my sister kept saying, but I am your maid of honor. And I was like, yeah, sure. Well, you didn't need signatures. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because we got fake. We got fake married the second time. Real married the first time. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't even a real wedding. It was just a party. Yeah. No one needed to. No one needed to be a bridesmaid. And the, I think like I put you like you were my wedding coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, I just needed someone like on the day to make sure shit was going to happen. And then Stacy made pie and my sister did the flowers. Like yeah. everyone had jobs, but leading up, I there was no like, you need to be spending this, buying that, anything. Like you, you threw my bachelorette, but if you didn't, I wouldn't have cared. You know? Yeah. And I was, I didn't have that much money anyway. So no. it was like, budget. it was like streamers and, and uh, penis suckers. And I loved it. Yeah. I loved it too. It was delicious. We had so much fun. The apocalypse. We sang Les Mis in the car and we were just, we had the Laura best, was in the trunk. We had the best fucking time. It was so that good. That was a really good night actually. It was so Considering fun. it was like a kind of like a, a different swath of people that like even my sister came. Not everyone even knew each other. We had such a good time. Yes. That was a good night. Until I fucked up with that guy. <laughs> Shout out to the ship in downtown Hamilton. That's a great place to have a bachelorette. My sister's was there too. Oh yeah, I um got lots of food. I think like for my sister's wedding, I was like twenty four, mm-hmm. poor as shit, and couldn't afford it. And then for my friend's wedding, when I was older, like it was much more like expenses shift, right? Like as yeah. you go to like more weddings, all of a sudden people want more things yes yeah so a a mutual friend of ours she has a friend who's getting married now and she explained that the friend had mentioned how much money she'd be getting from people at even the engagement party the shower and the wedding and saying so people come to the shower they're going to give like 200 something bucks people come to the the engagement party they're going to be giving gifts which what and then said, and at the wedding, everyone's going to give at least $500. And listen, I've given $500 at weddings, but to you, to my sister, to Jeff's sister, mm-hmm. like, that's not just some random woman. No. It's $500. And I understand plates are a lot, but that is your choice, I think, as a bride. Right. I don't think you, you don't get married to recoup and to... Uh... No, but there are like, especially in Italian culture, it's very much like... My dad pays for it, and then we get all the money after, which is crazy because it, with me, my dad did not pay for it, and we we didn't make back even a third of the money. Like we were Same. given art because we have like you know younger friends, and I didn't expect anything from anybody, and I think that's like a way better way to go into it. But yeah, this girl's like listing how she's like profiting off it. Gross. And if you're only justifying, oh, $250 a plate because people are going to pay you back. No, girl, you're throwing the party. Yeah. 
I don't know. I have a lot of opinions on weddings. I do too. And I think like, I just, I just think of, uh, it's more so the bride's attitude, the couple's attitude. Uh, if they seem genuinely like excited to be married and if that still stays like the forefront, then I'm more inclined to give more. It seems weird. But yeah. And also like if you're in the bridal party, like you were really generous, like you paid for like my hair and my makeup. Mm-hmm. So then other things didn't seem so like I wasn't thinking, oh, my God, I also need all these hun- like hundreds of dollars for my hair and my makeup. And I was. I had more money to for the bachelorette and well, for the shower and for my own dress. That and, was my thing. Like I, I, and like I'm not saying that everybody has to do this. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying like I have been in situations before where it's almost expected, mm-hmm. like that I'm going to pay for my makeup to be done or my hair to be done, and I've always done my own hair. And, like, yeah, for weddings, and I never wanted to ask people to be a part of my wedding and then be like, oh, and by the way, you're paying, you're paying for, this. for it. Yeah. So exactly. that's why I was like, whatever dress you want to wear, wear. But yeah. hair and makeup is my gift to the people. Yeah. And Which even... Is, and you, if you weren't going to pay for it, I probably just would have done it myself. Yeah. But you were like, we're going to do this. And that it was fun. It was bonding. We all got to do it. We all got to hang out together for the whole day. And you're like, you're sweet. And it was I nice. I thought I did that. I'm so nice. It was so nice. <laughs> no, you were so nice. I wasn't even technically in the bridal party. I was the MC. Which, like, I had a great speech. The bridal party was one person and four kids. Yeah. Like, it was my little royal wedding. That's all I wanted. I loved it. It was good. You don't need a lot of people. No. Their wedding at the end where everyone wears uh, the... The dresses. Yes. That's great. It was so funny because I was like... First of all, I was like, how did she get those from the garbage? And Mm -hmm. then I was like... Did she make them go get replicas of their dresses? Yeah, and make them pay for it? Because that would be a little bit better. Because it is funny. Actually, Stacy wore one of her bridesmaid's dresses to my sister's wedding. So it wasn't obviously wasn't mine because she's not my size. But I, I always thought that it's funny to wear a bridesmaid dress from your own wedding would be a really interesting thing to do. And uh, Stacy looked great. But like in this, also like none of them are pregnant. None of, they all fit her size. They're all still friends. They're, there was a lot of things I was like, they're not all, not all of them are still alive. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of yellow work in this movie. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that dates her look at the end is the flowers. Yes. Um, just carrying the calla lilies or whatever she carries. Yeah. Other mm-hmm. than that, a pretty, like, her her wedding look is pretty timeless I'd yeah say. i don't know how i feel about beach weddings how do you feel about beach weddings no yeah like i just <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly i like i i i didn't really like understand why they chose that i was like they've never mentioned the beach at That's, all i thought like sh- it should still still have been the wedding that she wanted but i guess tess ruined it for her yeah i guess but like also, I don't... It's not as, getting married in a Walmart. As someone who got married after nine months, when they said a year later, I'm like, only a year? Well, yeah, I guess so. Uh, when I was watching with Matt, I said, when he when George proposes to Tess at the thing, I said, that's exactly how I thought people got married, was you don't even know that that's where you are yeah. emotionally. Yeah. You have, you've never talked about it. They make you feel like it's like that. Yeah. But it's not. And I love like the Instagram girlies these days who fully know it's happening. Their nails are done. Their hair is done. They're wearing some version of a white dress. And then they sob though. And the Mm. guys have set up like a whole, like giant lights that say like, marry me. And they're like, Oh my God, I have no idea. 
Oh my god, I have to show you. Okay, so my friend Kayla, who has the most romantic life, like somebody who, like, she'll be walking down the street and someone will just be like, stop her, like, not even a creepy way, and be like, you're the most beautiful person I've ever seen. I want to see what she looks like. And she's at my wedding. Oh, my And she's, but, like... I had a job. She just has, like, such a whimsy life, and, like, she has friends who are, like, whimsical like that, too. Mm -hmm. And she sent me her friends who got engaged made a movie trailer he's he's a photographer uh, mm-hmm. sorry a camera person so i guess it made sense but they went to switzerland to get engaged and like oh, watching this i was like this girl knows she's gonna get engaged yeah and she, then kayla told me that oh no he is a cameraman so i guess he always has cameras around and i was like okay but still like if someone says we're gonna go to the top of this mountain in switzerland yeah you know you're gonna get engaged. There's a couple we've talked about on here before. Again, we won't name names. Who got engaged in the market in downtown Hamilton? <laughs> and he hired a photographer to follow them around the market. We talk shit about this couple. I, I just, I feel like some people though they do it too much for the gram. Like it's literally everything. Even their fake wedding was a stage photo shoot. I don't know. I'll tell you who didn't get engaged for the gram. You. <laughs> take a pee behind this tree yeah will you marry me you, you were surprised i was surprised cried you, my eyes out you were surprised i was more like looking at my ring to make sure that it was like the way i thought it was yeah that's also true yeah no like i just i always think of like these instagram weddings and engagements and mm-hmm. like I don't know. I feel like it should be something. Even your wedding should be something that screams you. But then I thought that maybe this movie was going to tie in. And it did with the, the bridesmaids. But it with the choice and venue, I was like, eh, that's a plot twist. Yeah. Get it, married in the bar that you should have been uh, in. Yeah, Get married under that Benny and the Jets tree. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. See, that would have been romantic. Another thing. Her what? dad had a hardware store, just like Runaway Bride. Wow. Someone... They're all copying each other. They're all copying each other. I honestly just read a book about a guy who's super cynical because his wife ran off with his college roommate. (laughs) I feel like... Okay, Matt never went to live in college, but, like, what... Who has a charming roommate? Like, you know, like, I've never... I've never been, like, this is my... For, uh, like, I've, like, you know, I've never been nervous about like introducing yeah. somebody to be like, mm-hmm. they're gonna steal my man. Yeah, it's always a college roommate. Yeah, well, on um, PS, I love you. It's his business partner who was his best friend and also a woman, Harry Connick right. Jr., right. who steals his his wife. Yeah, it's often it's often a college best friend. Uh, I in uh, leap year. Yeah, which is a leap year this month. Oh, it is, baby. Guess what I'll be watching. Guess who I'll be proposing to? B. <laughs> <laughs> me. Is it me? Yeah. Um, yeah. In in leap year, it's the best friend steals the girl. Mm-hmm. Man, guys, get your own. Get a lock on your girls, man. Get a lock on your girls. Go girlfriend store. Get your own girlfriend. Honestly, if a guy said to me, "I was married and she left me for my friend," I'd be like, "What the fuck did you do wrong?" Who's your friend? I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> showing picture is are they is he did they break up or are they sing is he single i would again? honestly be like you poor thing and then just like i have to go over there now like yeah. i couldn't talk to you i don't know i don't think uh, if a man introduces 
me to him with his like fatal flaw i'll notice it right away like when i my ex-boyfriend said my my last girlfriend left me because she said i was boring and about three months in i was like oh there it is it took you three months oh we were doing a lot of not a lot of talking (laughs) (laughs) in the beginning that's what i was gonna say earlier when you're like do you tell a guy you like him or do you pine i'm like any guy that i've ever liked my bra wasn't on like you'll know because i take my bra off eventually well like i was just like a little bit of a little bit of a hoe you were not though i I was a little bit if i liked you we were making out i think that's everybody well you said you didn't do that for a long time oh no i didn't well i was just different i was one of those different girls not like regular girls (laughs) crippling anxiety And an eating disorder. I was hiding the whole time. <laughs> no, I was wildly confident. <laughs> I had no confidence. I still don't. Um, but here we are. So, uh, 27 dresses. <laughs> <laughs> two hours Two hours into this conversation. I loved it. It's great. I, I, I liked all of it. I, I think Catherine Heigl's a gem. Judy Greer's a gem. I wish it was a little sexier. Other than that great movie yeah i think i think um yes i think i want to see some edited like edited out scenes i yeah. think maybe there's a bit more i could i just i wish it was longer yeah i it was a, a tight watch i think under two hours yeah but like i could have done with a little more i think my problem is now i love a mini series yeah like bridgerton i think ruined me for like slow burns i love a mini series speaking of which the new the new teaser for bridgerton season three came out it looks really cute what would you rate this pretty high i think i think i'm like i'm gonna say like a 8.8 file effects is what it's called yeah 8.8 file effects is out of 10 yeah i feel like that's a strong i think i'm gonna go 8.5 katherine heigl snaggle toothes out of She does have like 17 of the same teeth across the front, she but she's still beautiful. Oh yeah, she's gorgeous. Like she's, she don't need braces. She's good. Yeah, I think it's, I do love this movie. I think I'm, the only thing I'm missing is my like nostalgic tie to it because I didn't get into it young. I don't have this, like if it was something I watched in high school over and over again, different story. But it's, I think it's one of the best rom-coms. I think it's like, I also think it's one of the last rom-coms 2008 is around the time i started petering out no there's still some good ones Mm-mm. um the budget on this movie was 30 million dollars us that seems high it brought in 30 million dollars us budget 165.8 million at the box office wow good for them good for you rom-coms used to really pull uh taylor swift song i i mean obviously the obvious one is dress only bought this dress so you could take it off but it's not <laughs> um, i think it, it's a i thought of mine which is like you made a rebel of a careless man's careful daughter you are mm-hmm. the best thing that ever been mine wow i feel like any love song can really work i do like dress though only wore this bridesmaid dress so you could take it off that's a good one yeah but yeah i think that was it it's a good it's a good movie it's a good time, guys. Is there anyone you would have thought to be the lead that uh, instead of James Marsden? Oh, honestly, I think a lot of people would have been good in that position. But at the time, 2008, Gerard Butler. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they know each other. They were in that other movie together. Gerard Butler would have been great. I just wanted someone who like, uh, who else is good? I think he could have had Ryan Reynolds. 
Oh, absolutely. The and like that's the thing too. He could have brought a little bit more like comedy to that role, and a little bit more physical comedy, and also a little bit more sexiness. I just wanted someone that like you know what people say like I want someone to look at me the way my brother looks at pickles or something. I wanted him to look at her in a way that made me be like yeah there was no point this movie didn't um make me go i wish i was single and dating and i could fall in love again it didn't make me feel that way no and sometimes i watch things or read things and i go mm, should i get divorced just so i can fall in love again and also the only sex scene we had was car sex mm. awkward front uh, seat car sex yeah yeah i did want maybe i want like that and then another time in bed slowly kissing foreheads okay yeah i just needed something need a little bit more yeah. yeah, I think we could have had a Ryan, a Reynolds, a Gosling. Oh, well, yeah, Ryan Gosling could do anything. He could do anything. Yeah. Anywho, I thought it was a good movie. Um, we don't know what we're going to watch next week, so yeah, we won't tell you. Guys. We'll announce it on Instagram. Yeah, if you follow us on Instagram, we do tell you with enough time to watch the movie what we're watching uh, when we do decide to do it. <laughs> mostly because we also still like we watch the movie every week even if it's something we've seen a hundred times we make sure we watch it in case we see something new so when we've decided okay we're gonna watch it we do give ourselves enough time to watch it so you also should this week uh, was a little this is a little ramble this was a little ramble ramble i liked fine. it i had fun I like, we got more into stuff about ourselves my possible childhood seizure disorder it was great it was great less taylor swift that's fine whatever we'll be back with more soon um if you want to follow us on instagram it's at comfort watch podcast same on tiktok leave us a review please we really appreciate it yeah it helps us a lot even if the review is five stars and then please do this movie that's totally fine we had a thousand followers and someone left oh no it's probably like that's what i used to do whenever someone used to like be like at a million i'd be like Boop, <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't you don't want to, they don't want us to change they, no yeah. you can send us an email at comfortwatchpod at gmail.com mm-hmm. uh new episodes usually every thursday yeah unless a baby gets sick unless a baby gets sick and says someone gets sick i still sound sick but yeah. i'll be fine i'll survive yeah thank you so much for listening And we'll be back next week. Until then, stay comfy. Stay cozy. Bye. Bye.